Bonjour. You're listening to the Living Well podcast. In this podcast, I will be taking you on my amazing journey to living well. I will be teaching you how to manage your mind as well as giving you the nutritional secrets I learned growing up in Paris. My goal is to help you achieve mind and body balance and to show you what is truly possible for you in your life. I am excited to share it all with you. I'm Carol, your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach. Welcome to the Living Well Podcast. Bonjour tout le monde. Hello everybody. How is your week going? Mine is going pretty well. Uh, just so much going on between my kids um, still schooling full-time from home and then of course my my wonderful practice that, um, you know, is my, the, my super joy. Um, and just so much going on with life, but I am so grateful for everything in my life, for everyone in my life, including all of you and really for this, um, calm and very calming even moment, um, that I spend with you every Thursdays recording and talking to you. So thank you. I am hearing a lot of tiredness about the year 2020. I am hearing a lot of people hesitating to start anything new and dwelling in a lot of indecision. The indecision list of things, you know, or the indecision list rather, you know, is is usually quite long. There's a lot of hesitance, a lot of you know, staying put, staying stuck. And a lot of my clients, when they start working with me, they are even just sick of even having to decide what's for dinner or even what's for breakfast. So today, and since I'm not entirely sure that things will magically ease up in the world when we wake up on January 1st, 2021, I want to help you um, move away from indecision and really start creating a more productive and purposeful life uh, now. Research shows that um, we can only make a certain amount of decisions per day. And after that, we sort of like, you know, kind of idle in neutral and have a harder time pulling the trigger. And this is why deciding what's for dinner when it's already the end of your day can be such a struggle because you've already kind of hit your decision quotas. And then when, you know, after that, there's just a good chance that you will probably default to cereal or to, you know, leftovers or to an old um, faithful of yours that you've already served a zillion times, rather than, you know, trying to create a healthier and especially yummier option. The same things, you know, the same thing happens when you are deciding, you know, maybe what to buy at the grocery store, what meals to plan for your week or what to wear or what, you know, show to watch or what book to read. The list of all the little decisions we're faced with each day is actually quite long. And usually when we make decisions, we'd like to think that we have kind of examined all the possibilities and that we're making the decision from a very logical standpoint, but actually not at all. So 
What takes place when we need to make a decision? Well, making a decision is actually an action, right? It means that it goes in the A line, in the action line of your model, of your self-coaching model, and that it involves an emotion, you know, because as you know, um, emotions are what drive our actions and emotions come from a thought, So what drives your decision-making is actually a thought. When you buy a car, do you really read all the specs and reviews and choose the one that's the safest and the most economical? Probably not. Even though we sometimes make decisions very rationally and logically, there are hundreds of like hundreds of decisions, you know, small and big that we make every day. And we don't do a logical think through every single decision, even the big decisions where we think we're being very logical, such as, you know, buying a car. The research shows uh, that most of our decisions, really big or small, are made actually unconsciously and evolve an emo- involve an emotion. So when researchers actually were looking at brain activity while the person was, you know, making a decision, they could predict what choice the person would make almost 10 seconds before they themselves, meaning the, you know, the people, the person, were even aware of having made a decision, which means that even when people think they are making a conscious, logical decision, they actually are not aware that they've already made a decision and that it was unconscious, all coming from an emotion. So you should just pretty much assume that all decisions that you make involve emotions rather than just making logical arguments to persuade yourself, you are more likely to be persuaded to take an action if you actually understand how you are feeling about the decision, whether it is about a meal you're going to eat, whether it is you are you know, on your weight loss journey and want to follow your protocol, whether it is, you know, um, to, to, to buy your car, to decide what you're going to wear that morning. Everything involves an emotion. So what does making a decision look like? I think it looks like, you know, you, you feeling clear in your mind that this is the right choice and you just going ahead with it. That's making a decision. You feel clear in your mind, you go with it and, um, and you feel good about it. So the opposite of that is we don't make decisions and we stay stuck and we stay sort of at a crossroads. And the opposite of decision is kind of staying in indecision, right? And indecision creates um, hesitation. It creates paralysis. You stay stuck. You're not moving forward. And it drives um, a lot of frustration, a lot of stress or de-stress. And the big O word, what is the big O word is overwhelm. And that can really, you know, eat up a lot of your time and your sanity. So while we don't make um, decisions, we also have to remember that other people around us are making decisions and the world continues to move and to change. And so 
by us not making decisions, we are actually letting our life being dictated by other people's decisions and choices for us. And that can often drive us to feel bitter, to feel resentful. Um, and yet we're kind of stuck and we're not doing anything uh, for it to change. So knowing to make decision and to move away from indecision is a very important uh, skill to learn and to practice. So the reason why we usually can't make decisions, why is it so hard, you know, for so many people to not make a decision? It's actually not the problem of making a decision in itself, but it's about knowing what choice would be best for us and, 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 and moving forward, you know, choosing one of the choices and just moving forward and not looking back. So how do you recognize what, you know, that, that the decision is the right one for you or not? Well, actually, no decision is neither good nor bad for you. Just, I mean, at least until you've tried it, right? How do we know that it's the right decision? It's because you've tried it and because it's worked. How do we know it's not? It's because it didn't work and you need to take another choice, make another choice, take another decision. So the process is more about you making a choice from an emotion you feel about that choice and that will drive you to act quickly or to stay into inaction and to to procrastinate instead, right? So you either make a choice or you keep debating and stay procrastinating. So for a decision to be good or to feel right for us, it will often depend upon what we do with that decision. And for all that, you know, length of time that we are on the journey with the decision, what do we decide to think of it is very important. Um, one of my clients, she was living in Europe and an offer presented itself for a great work opportunities um, for her here in Los Angeles. And she took it all despite, you know, her family and her friends being over there and trying to dissuade her from from moving so far away on her own um, and, and her not knowing anyone here in L.A. at first. But she made great connections. She decided to go all in on this decision and she bought a new beautiful home and she's living a great life here. So she, you know, she made no regrets. Like looking back, you know, it worked out. Had it not worked out, she would have moved back. She would have, you know, applied for a different job. She would have, you know, figured another choice. Um I've been an expat for all of my adult life and I've met many expats and sometimes even, you know, colleagues of my husband's who would, um, who would move with their whole families. And a lot of the times, um, one of the spouses, you know, would have a really hard time adapting to the new country, to the new lifestyle, to the new food habits, um, you know, a hard time making new friends. And for having relocated so many times myself, I know it isn't easy, but taking our complete responsibility in the decisions we make really helps to minimize the weight we put on making um, the decision. So let's kind of look at what's going on when we generally make decisions, like what is kind of going wrong. Well, generally, you think there is only one good decision 
when in fact, you know, we're going to be the one having to make something good or something not so good from that decision. So there isn't only one choice, but there is one choice you go with now and you make your, you give it your best. And then if it didn't work, you can always go back and uh, take another direction. Number two, a lot of people have the need to be sure, to have kind of anticipated everything, to have uh, planned for, you know, everything to, you know, they can't make a decision because they haven't yet reviewed all of the different reviews and they haven't asked for every opinion and find documentation and, and prepared. And with the illusion that at one point or another, you know, they will have enough information so you know, to be able to make the right decision. But you know that the feeling of, of confidence and knowing you have all the information and, you know, all that certitude is actually only created by your thought. It is not coming from the amount of research that you have done. It is coming from a thought and you can choose to trust your intuition and to go with it. And you move, you keep moving, you decide, you make a decision, you go with it. If isn't, if it isn't the right one, you go back and you change. The only thing you can be sure about in a decision, it is in your own uh, capacity to carry you through it. Not that it's the right decision because only time will tell if it was indeed the right decision or if it wasn't. And until you've actually tried it, it's really unlikely that your brain will give you, um, that, that confidence, you know, that one decision was better over another. And then number three, and I think that's the worst scenario is when you make a decision and you keep coming back on it. We take actions to go in that direction, but we're still dwelling in the what ifs and, and what if I hadn't done this? What if I had gone this way instead? And so in the end, you don't ever fully, um, live that situation you've chosen. And you don't also live that imaginary scenario in your head. So you're really depriving yourself from both situations by choosing one. Uh, by, by not choosing one deliberately and you don't live either and then you stay completely unsatisfied. So if you are someone who tends to do that, I want to recommend you talk to your brain and kind of say, Hey, you know, when I made that decision, it was the best decision for me, the decision that I could make, you know, with my intuition and with all the information that I had on hand. And so now that that choice is made, let's live it fully. Let's honor my decision. And then we could always, you know, go back because yes, it doesn't mean you can never go back on it. It just means that you give it a proper chance to, to exist, a proper chance to, to work. And then once you have tried it and you have more perspective on things, you will be able to reevaluate and make a different choice should you need to. What I also want to bring you is the idea that making a decision is kind of like a muscle that you have to keep um, building, you know, you have to keep growing it. So there are, you know, hundreds of opportunities, as I said earlier, each day to decide, you know, things every day. So we can decide on purpose what we want. And I want you to kind of practice going with, um, you know, small decisions, 
for example, you know, should I go out with my friend tonight or should I stay home? Uh, if you go out, you know, what should I order on the menu? This or that. Um, planning your food on Sundays or planning your food each night for the next day. Going to bed at 10 or not. Watching, you know, Netflix or watching, you know, another show. Um, I want you to be in the observation for what your brain does. Do you spend all day debating on the activity that's going to be the most relaxing for you? But then in the end, you stay stuck debating so much that it's completely exhausting at the end of the day and you had, you did nothing relaxing because it is really by practicing feeling your emotions and understanding, um, you know, the emotion that you, that you feel with regards to this decision, like, you know, um, your food planning or, you know, keeping on your protocol or moving for a new job and making small daily, daily decisions that you will develop that competence of making choices for yourself and making progress, um, deliberately. So the exercise I want to suggest for you is to try, you know, sourcing your hesitation. You know, why is it difficult for you to decide? Um, one thing or another. What might you be afraid of? And I know that I often have suggested you go to the worst case scenario. But this time, I want to offer that you look at the scenario of the ultimate success, meaning you ask yourself what could be amazing in either decisions. A lot of the times, we go for the scenario that is the least worse situation, right? Instead, I really want you to ask yourself, if my success were guaranteed with both of my choices, what would I decide? And you will see that it will really help you see clearer, faster. And remember, always make a decision from a place of love. You cannot make decisions based on fear. So, when things are a little uneasy, just slow down, breathe, feel your emotion, stay in the moment and love yourself and, and like your decisions. You know, no one else has to approve um, your decision. No one else has to like your reasons for it, but you for sure must like your reasons. That's what's going to help you fuel into the action of carrying you through it. So when you do, when you do all of that and you take your time to really, you know, allow the emotions and, um, and staying in the moment and trusting your intuition, you will feel solid. You will feel confident in your choice. You will feel, um, stabilized by your decision as well and very confident to move forward. And that is a great feeling because you don't feel stuck. You don't feel like you're staying stuck and you feel like you're moving no matter what. I mean, life is a, you know, series of trial and error. We try. It didn't work. We try something else. There's no need to stay stuck. And there's no, you know, and there's no fail. You just keep on trying until you've reached your goal and you just keep trying and you try a decision. And if it didn't work, you change and you, you modify. 
And sometimes it's really the smallest decisions that can change your life forever. And I really see it every day with my clients who invest in themselves, you know, in signing up for my weight loss program. They not only lose their weight, but they regain tremendous self-confidence. And from that, their dwelling in indecision and staying stuck becomes a thing of their past. So um, that's it for today, my friends. And if you too want to lose your weight for the last time but and, and also regain your self-confidence and create this amazing life that you deserve, I encourage you to decide now <laughs> to book your free session with me and together let's make your transformation happen. Merci beaucoup. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Everybody have a beautiful weekend. Be well, eat well, live well. Ciao, ciao. To work with me, please sign up for your free session on my calendar at www.calendly.com forward slash Cara the Life Coach. You can find the link in my bio. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it on iTunes and share it with your friends. And together, let's learn to live well and help change the world one person at a time.